0: You are listening to Metal Shops Backstage Pass.
1: Episode number 77, right? Yes.
0: Y- yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: I don't know. I'm uh, still confused.
2: It is episode 77. Last week, we said it was 77, but it was actually 76.5 because it only ended up to be about 20 minutes.
1: I'm glad uh, they didn't make us like do a simple math test to get this job or anything <laughs> like that. Because we wouldn't be here.
3: What Wasn't it just, can you talk on the radio, and are you willing to play Dragon Force on occasion?
1: Can you press buttons, and not sound always like an ass? <laughs> and do you hate making you're, money? You're hired. <laughs> you're hired, all of you. <laughs> anyway, my name's Ian, with Kevin and Ryan the Beard. Ian's back!
3: Yeah, yeah. Guess who's I'm back. back. Hashtag back bullets for Bambi.
1: Damn, dude, yeah. Uh, so tell us about your, uh, your <laughs> hunting gnar. trip. Oh man, it's hard to explain, kind of, in one big, like... It's a, it's a long... It's an experience, dude. You gotta live through it, kind of. Uh, the first thing that kind of f***ed me up, really, about the whole hunting trip is that uh, when you go hunting, you have to get up super... Or you have to get up before sunrise.
3: Yeah. yeah. Because
1: you have you want to be out there by the time the sun is up so you can see what's going on and shoot a f***ing animal. Because, you know, uh, elks don't have nine-to-five jobs. They kind of operate on nature's time, not, you know, your normal. Eggs, you know, wakey-wakey, eggs-and-bakey kind of shit. They're I mean,
3: up. You, you want to you wanna be there, ready to go, when they're kind of rolling out of bed, just like, what's going right, on? Right, so <clears throat> uh,
1: hunting season started that Saturday, and I woke up that, that Sunday morning, I got up to start hunting right about the time I'd be going to sleep after metal shot. Nice. So it was like flying to the other side of the planet. It was like this weird fucking jet lag that I had for lo- like, at least three and a half days. Before I came down off of it. Well,
3: you operate pretty nocturnally as yeah. is, like, throughout the week.
1: On purpose so that I can do metal shop and stay up until 4 or 5 a.m. If yeah. I have to, you know, and still be marginally... Functional. ...productive. Yeah.
2: A tiny bit. <laughs> a little bit. But, Enough uh, to
1: get through, you know? Yeah. So that whole thing was uh, was wild. And so, I mean, hunting is weird because every day you get out and basically hike all yeah. day. Through the woods, through the brush, th- across a f***ing mountain. Like, yeah, you get out of the truck, you drive around in the truck for a while, and then uh, everybody's got radios so that, you know, if something happens or if you shoot an animal, everybody can come help you with it. And uh, the very first day we were out there, we're driving around, and it's 6 o'clock in the morning on the first fucking day. So it's one of those, like, I'm awake in this weird fucking state, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm still alert, but it's one of those, like, just you feel just super fucking weird, you know? Mm-hmm. When you're up at a time and supposed to be, like, on the ball. Mm-hmm. And so we're driving through, and I see a fucking huge elk standing right off the side of the road. And I'm like, stop the truck. And my dad's like, what? And I said, stop the fucking truck. So we stop and get back, and it was a cow, which is a female elk. Yeah. And unless you have a cow tag, you know, given to you by the state, you can't kill one legally. <laughs> so, I, uh, you know, we had to get back in the car and let it go. So I saw one, but I didn't get to shoot it.
3: That, that would have been amazing for it. your hunt to be that quick. First
1: day, first morning. Yeah. Just With, e- most epic hunting mic drop ever. Not even getting out of the truck, really. Yeah. You should have
3: taken it out the yeah. window.
1: That would have been, f- and I would have just been like, all right, guys, thanks. See ya. And I would have gone home. <laughs> I would have like, all right, I've been here for 12 hours. Hunting was great. See you later. <laughs> so uh, on the last day, the last night that I was there, which was Thursday night, uh, everybody's f***ing bummed because it had snowed for a couple of days, and normally that means that you can see fresh tracks because when it snows and f- walks through it, then you can see what's going on, obviously, and where they are. But th- there was no animals to be seen, like nothing, nothing at all. I didn't even see any birds for really? two straight days walking through the woods, and you just get super discouraged. Then on the last day I'm there, uh, the radio blows up. There's three elk sighted within 30 minutes, And uh, my uncle's driving down the road uh, and they just start running down the hill in front of his truck. And he's like, oh, so he gets out of the truck. Boom. Got himself (laughs) one of those cows. So we had to drag it back through the woods. And these animals are like the size of a horse. You know, they're huge. And so we have to drag it down through brush, through the forest. And then they gutted it on the side of the road right there. Just Mm -hmm. dumped all the guts out. Just like they turned it over and just. Mm -hmm. Those Brutal. things, they smell f***ing terrible. It's like in Star Wars where you know it cuts open the tauntaun and like Luke has to hide inside of it. You, th- you know, thought no, they smelled yeah. bad on the yeah. outside. It's bad. It, I, 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 I had to step away and crack a beer because I, I got it close and was just like, Ugh! but it wasn't even f***ing close to as bad as the that we had in the hunting <laughs> camp, dude. I couldn't even go in the tent. I literally. Th- Almost threw up right outside of it. I had to go inside with a burning newspaper. Nasty smell, Like an Indiana Jones torch. (laughs) I will tell you what, though. in the woods is awesome. I don't know if you've done that recently. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Give it a shot. (laughs) I remember when I was on tour with my band a couple years ago, and Jake, our singer, was like, yo, I need to take a And we were driving in the middle of the forest, like, on an interstate, you know, in the middle of nowhere. Mm Mm-hmm. So we're like, okay, you know what are you going to do? So we, he gets out of the truck or the, out of the van and we all just kind of meow you know, wander off and stretch our legs out. He's gone for like 40 minutes. And apparently he went down off into the woods into in off a path by himself, got completely naked from head to toe and like had this nature moment where he squatted and took a shit completely naked in the woods. And he and he came back and he was like, "That just, that just changed my life, man." Nice. <laughs> just changed, And I got it I got it this week. Uh, go take a sh in a weird spot this week. That's my challenge to you. <laughs> go take a weird shit Go out weird. in your backyard, yeah.
2: I like how when you asked if you had taken a shit in the woods recently, Ryan's like,
3: oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it's a frequent thing favorite. for him. Yeah,
1: he's from Montana, dude.
3: Yeah, man. I, uh, alright, so, worst thing I've done, <laughs> speaking of going to the bathroom in not okay places, I was, uh, I was drunk stumbling home from the bar in Missoula. And uh, I leaned up on this tree, and you know how sometimes people get creative with the fences around their house, and they'll, instead of cutting down the tree, they'll, like, have the fence stop at the tree and then start
1: right. The oh, yeah.
3: You know what I mean? Stuff like that. Anyway, so there's this tree at the corner of the property, and they had stopped the the fence, and so I started peeing on this tree, and this little white yappy dog ran out of the house, and I was already underway and kind of drunk, and this dog <laughs> ran right in front of the stream. And oh, so like, you just got it. And huh? I'm like trying to like aim away from the dog, and the oh, dog man. kept like trying to stay in dog front of me. Dog was asking for it. So I'm running down the length of this fence trying to get away from this dog, <laughs> and the dog's staying right in front of me, just getting hosed the hell down with your bird in your hand, just running through the. Oh yeah, yeah. So anyway, I I finished by the time I ended at the bottom of the fence in time to see this, like, little, the lights come on, this little old blue hair comes out the door, just like, what's going on? I just pissed it's, on your dog, lady. <laughs> Sorry. Get Yeesh. it back in the house. <laughs> Gnarly.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, uh, my, my week was good. I had to, I like I said, that jet lag, that weird w- forest lag or whatever it was, f- me up, so I had to take last week off, too, so I w- could rest. I you knew have- if, if I was going to come here, I literally would just be asleep. And you had a show the, the day you came
3: back, didn't you?
1: Yeah, which was a terrible idea. <laughs> Don't ever do that, by the way. Uh, I mean, show was fine. Show was fun. But I just was so f***ing thrashed. So it was cool, man. It was a good learning experience. I mean, I re- didn't really want to go out in the woods and kill anything. It was cool to just walk around with my dad for seven days in the world. Totally, you know yeah. I mean? Yeah. So that was cool. Uh, I posted a picture uh, on the KISW Instagram that people were not a fan of. What was it? It was with me with the elk <clears throat> that was shot. And it was dead, you know. Yeah, and most of the people, you know, they'll listen to KISW or like hunters or meat eaters or whatever. They get it, but some people were really bummed, <laughs> dude. Really? <laughs> yeah, not stoked. <laughs> so did, I, it did, got it got taken down, and that's fine. I'm not. What were people about saying that. about you get it? Talking to? I didn't even check it yeah, out. Yeah, I did actually. <laughs> I did. I got a phone call that day. They were like, "Hey, man, uh, we get it, but you know, you probably shouldn't do that." I was like, "All right, cool, whatever. You know, I'm not upset." But this animal's out in the wilderness, lived a free life. You know, that's you know, yeah, can't uh, can't really beat that. You know. Damn. So, I, I, I understand all viewpoints. Always ruffling but, the feathers of the uh, social medias. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's the kind of thing where, uh, you know, I was vegetarian for eight years. I believe mm-hmm. you had a t-shirt that with
2: a fork on it that said, let this be a weapon of, uh, what was it,
1: nonviolence? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> and it's true. I get it. So, I understand both sides. I'm not upset about anything. Yeah, for sure. I didn't mean to upset anybody, but it's just cool to see. And I'm not cool, per se. Just uh, interesting to get some perspective on things. For sure. <laughs> And that's why I think some people just lack the ability to see things from a different angle. I've never gone hunting, and
2: personally, I would, I would love to just to get out in the nature and uh, it's get hard. out in nature Dude, and just experience it and tough. say, I've done it. And I, I mean,
1: you, you know me. I'm not a hiker, per right. se. I don't really go out in the woods all that often, get up at 5 in the morning <clears throat> and hike for 10 miles for eight hours. Yeah. Did you Straight guys get up? Wi-Fi?
2: No, I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> yeah, actually, there were several Ooh. parts, like when not Wi-Fi, but you, when you'd sit on a certain mountain peak in a clearing, you could get, like, one bar enough to make a phone call.
2: Yeah.
3: yeah.
1: No, no internet or anything like that, but you could call out, Call. I called my mom, you
3: know. Nice. Dude, I, I used to go bird hunting every year, that, that was my thing. I, I only did one deer hunt, and that was not, it was, it was great, I had a good time, but a little too intense for me, man. I, I like going out with the dogs. It's nar. You know, blasting some ducks or some pheasant or something.
1: I mean, the, the, honestly, these guys that have been going, my dad's been going with these guys for 25
3: years. Mm, yeah. In the, in the same space N- with most of the same people. So they know the terrain. They, they right. have it kind of mapped out what exactly. they're going to do where they're going to do and it. And honestly, it. for I'm
1: not trying to break the hunter's code or whatever, but it's just an excuse to get the f*** away from your wife or your job or, you know, anything that you normally are cool with, but you just need a fucking break from. Yeah. So half of the, it, it's, the, for them, it's like hanging out with your friends And if you get an animal, that's just the bonus. Yeah, it's an
2: excuse to do that. Not an excuse, but it's 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 an added bonus. Right. Yeah, that's
1: cool. So, and you know, the the guy who shot the elk is you know going to end up with three or four hundred pounds of meat in his freezer. That's fucking awesome. That's insane, and that's going to last for years. Oh yeah, at least. Damn.
2: What about you, Kevin? What's crazy? yeah. Yeah.
1: What did I do this week? I went to
2: a lot of shows. I went and saw um, on Tuesday. I went to saw saw Blind Guardian at Studio Seven. How was that, that? was awesome. But they, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I left a little early because they played for two hours and forty five minutes, and it was
1: super packed in there. Oh, it? it
2: was sold out like, it front was, to back. It was sold out, and so uh, it's like
1: a marathon headbang. In the I front. stayed up
2: for about an hour and a half, and then they were like, "We got an hour left." It's like, okay, I'm gonna. You know, bounce. I don't need that much Blind Guardian. But it was awesome. They were...
1: An hour, they were just like, holy shit.
2: Yeah, so... Another Blind hour. Guardian was sweet. Uh, on Wednesday, I went to see Acacia Strain at the uh, El Corazon. They played with Fit for an Autopsy. And uh, that was a pretty good show. It was pretty packed, but um, I didn't stay... I didn't watch all the bands. I pretty much just showed up for Acacia Strain, who, who was good and heavy and ignorant and very, very uh, negative.
1: Pretty much everything you'd expect.
2: And then on Thursday, I ventured out to Real Art, a new all-ages space that uh, used to be the Viaduct space out in Tacoma. It was really cool. I went and saw uh, this band called Beneath Oblivion from Cincinnati, Ohio, and these dudes are so slow and so <laughs> heavy. They actually played the Highline last night. Yeah, yeah. I was at that show. And they were fucking loud, heavy. They, I think they played like three songs in 40 minutes. Um, and then I saw Earth, Earth Control, formerly known as Own Heart. They were awesome. Um, and, uh, yeah, man, other than that, just doing the day job and, uh, trying to make time to... Oh, yeah, I filled in for KISW last night and got to play some fucking Slayer, so that I was saw fun. saw
1: that. Yeah, did you p- Which was, uh, who was your 90s winner? Was it Typo or Helmet?
2: It was Typo. Okay. Yeah, because p- people were posting some pictures of Peter Steele, I, f- I figured, if you're actually posting a meme or a picture that votes for... His Playgirl
1: she- photos? ...counts for two votes. Exactly. Cool. No, oh, I need to interject. Any- I had two of those Owen Hart beers that they like. Uh, they had a friend micro-brew them, like a run of beer. Yeah. And he- then that, that guy ended up actually passing away this year or last year. Wow. Mm. And uh, I had so I had these two beers in my fridge, and they both... The second one that I had met its demise this week under this exact same circumstance as the first one in that I didn't have any other beers in my fridge, and someone was in my house... And I knew that I knew, you know, like nobody broke in, but people were like working in my house while I wasn't there. And they were like, man, well, I guess there's only one beer left. I should probably just drink that. The thing is that it was like a super nasty ass beer that they brewed with like he infused caffeine into it. Mm -hmm. So what I saw with the first thing I saw when I came home from my hunting trip was this beer that was clearly opened. One sip was taken out of and it had been spewed back into the sink. And Uh, then the beer was still just sitting there. I was like, oh, yeah, somebody (laughs) fell for that. So bummed. So rest (laughs) in Ah! peace, man. (laughs) Oh, man, I thought this was Deschutes. That tastes like a dead wrestler. Yeah. (laughs) So RIP Uh, my own heart beers. Just had to throw that out there. Good times. Ryan,
2: what'd you do, man?
3: Uh. Well, I didn't go to go to too many shows this week. I, I went to go see the um, the Usnia show, Usnia Lesbian show at the High Line um, last night. I was kind of helped, or I went to go check out No Quarter November over at the High Line. Um, I kind of helped put a little bit of that together in the infancy stages, so it was nice to see a big, nice, awesome Doomfest come to fruition. Nice. Uh, but the night before that, um, I did something I've never done before. I went and did... I've done karaoke a few times but I, I kind of really cheesed it up this time. I did Fuel Oh this time? I did Fuel by Metallica with all Yaz.
0: Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, not, yeah. not in sync with the lyrics at all. Just drunkenly just going yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably lined up. <laughs> and I I got to say there were there were two tables that got it. That thought it was hilarious and and
1: everybody else wanted to punch you in the face.
3: There was there were some professional karaoke there, <laughs> like people who were taking it way too seriously, and they looked bomb. Man, you're mocking my craft.
2: <laughs> Dude, this isn't cool, man. You're I, taking up five minutes, I'm man. I'm here every Friday,
1: bro. You don't understand the tradition. <laughs> Buddy, bullsh**. Man, so I that saw was lots of fun. Awkward karaoke <clears throat> fails are the fucking <laughs> worst, which is why I don't like going to karaoke and watching people just biff it. <clears throat>
0: like, I like, I
1: saw Jake from my band try to do uh, I'm Broken by Pantera once, and he was like, he was Magic Jake at that point. <laughs> and it was god fucking <laughs> awful and intensely embarrassing. Did he think he was doing a great job? No, he knew that he was just blowing it, but okay. he kept going. He kept trying and every it was at the highlight and everyone was just like uh, cuz they all on. knew it you know yeah it's f-ing pantera was he just missing the lyrics and- he didn't know and he didn't know the song basically so he didn't know what he was doing god i thought he knew the song i kind of pushed him into it it was kind of my fault nice <laughs> whatever that that was the last time i'm not
2: f-ing. i did uh, yeah man i did hook up grant with tickets to corrosion and conformity so he's over there right now uh, hanging out i would love to be at corrosion <laughs> But we must record podcasts.
1: I want to get one of those Corrosion and Conformity Corona beer ripoff shirts.
2: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Dealers of the heavy. <laughs> Dealers in... What did they say? De- we deal in volume.
2: Yeah. Uh, we, <coughs> we had the Nomads uh, Nomads uh, on last week's podcast, and I got to listen to their full length. It's f***ing sweet. When they played live, they covered Gigi Allen, and my only complaint is they didn't throw shit on people. And if you're going to truly... Come on, Mike. If you're going to cover... Uh, Gigi G Allen, I think you need to infect people with HIV needles. Um, oh.
3: Sorry, kind of a sensitive subject these days. Whoa there. Hey, man, <laughs> HIV is making a comeback. Did you know that Make punk dangerous one out again. of every two and a half men has HIV? <sighs> Jesus uh, Christ.
2: That's fucking hilarious.
1: Uh. One out of every two and a half men. Ashton Kutcher? No. I saw, dude, the, the most terrible joke I've heard about all of that this week is Jenny McCarthy came out and was talking about how upset she was that she didn't have to be informed of that when she was, like, kissing Charlie Sheen on that show. Mm-hmm. And then someone made a joke about, oh, may, maybe you should just get a vaccine for it.
0: Oh. Whoa. I was like,
1: Jesus, man, you guys are really taking some low
0: She's shots. anti
1: vaxxer
0: <laughs> Yikes.
2: Damn you, uh, celebrities! I I guess Tiger's blood doesn't make you immune. <laughs> he was winning something. Ailing! <laughs> <God>. <laughs> <laughs> F*** us. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Uh, good times! Well, did you see that the uh, 70,000 uh, uh, <laughs> tons of metal has the f***ing lineup so far? I'm looking at the uh, Metal Underground website. I didn't even know that the, the lineup was posted. Oh,
1: do you want to get into metal news? We can! I just kind of casually wanted to say is fucking sick! Well, don't tell me yet. Hold on. Alright. Alright, time for some metal news! And when it's uh, getting cold as shit out here in the Northwest, we can dream of sunny Caribbean waters on a cruise boat. At least, maybe that's what I'm dreaming about. Speaking of news, I have a question for
2: you guys. When you were watching Nickelodeon back in the day, how bummed were you when Nick News with Linda Ellerbee came on? Oh, that bitch! You're like, oh man. Uh, dude, I, I, I was watching Doug! I need to go get a sandwich. This is bullshit. Uh. Uh, anyway, so yeah, we were talking about the seventy thousand tons of metal. Good it's point. a big, big metal cruise. Ryan's been on it before. That's how we met I, a lot of people here from the northwest.
3: Yeah, I, I went on the uh, I went on the very first one, and that that's actually where I met LJ. I don't yeah. remember meeting LJ, but apparently I met LJ nice. on that cruise, and uh, he's the one who introduced me Do to you guys. Too many my
2: ties. Um, yeah, so this year they have a bunch of really, really good bands, among others. Uns, uns, uns. Others at the gates. Belphegor, bloodbath, Croc, Ungren children of Bodom, cradle of filth, dragon force, firewind, Flesh God apocalypse, gamma ray, hammerfall, iced earth, insomnium, catatonia, uh, Christian, lacuna coil, moonspell, my dying bride, paradise lost, rhapsody of fire, rotting Christ, Sodom, um, Samuel, shooter, Teresa's tear, Vader, Valonfire, and more. So that's crazy. That's a really good one. It I c- would
1: watch all of those bands while sipping on a drink in a hot tub. February fourth through eighth. Good times, man. I've been, we've been saying this for like five fucking years. We yeah, let's go. Baby. We should go. We should go. But we're but well,
2: me personally, I'm a broke ass. <clears throat> yeah, I was gonna so. say.
1: So I don't really, I can't really afford it right now myself. <laughs>
2: yeah. So I do bought a
1: house. I can't even afford a new pair of shoes right now. Hey,
2: man. I just got a shoe. I just got a pair of shoes for twenty bucks from my friend who works at Vans because he's the Vans Employee of the Month. So he got a seventy percent off shoes. So I got seventy dollars shoes for Sick. twenty bucks. Hell yeah! Is that? I'm not gonna say who it is because what we did was not acceptable.
1: Oh well, I'm gonna beep out that guy's name that I just said. <laughs> then <laughs> In this podcast. Luckily, is we that were, Boop? Luckily, we wear the same size. Yes, it is Boop. It is Boop. <laughs> Our friend Boop is a great guy. Uh, he's
2: awesome. Love you forever, Boop.
1: <laughs> All right. Um, <clears throat> on a serious note, obviously, uh, there's been a lot of heavy stuff going on in the world in this last uh, few weeks and months, and uh, one of those things that happened this week is a a, a fatal van slash bus, or I guess bus-on-bus accident that happened this week with a band called The Ghost Inside. It's terrible. That spent a lot of time in the Northwest here. Uh, it was a bus accident outside of El Paso, Texas. All five band members and members of the crew are alive. But the driver of the bus and the driver of the other vehicle did not survive. Man. So uh, the entire rest of their tour is canceled, obviously. And from what I saw this morning, three members of the Ghost Inside are still in critical condition. Bummer. Like, yeah, that's a that's as bad as it gets,
3: man. How many more lives are going to have to be lost before we can end all the van on bus on bus violence? There is a a GoFundMe
2: to help out the band, to help out them get back on their feet again. Obviously, they lost a lot of equipment, lost a lot of shit, and get this. So I don't necessarily like Bring Me the Horizon, but they donated $10,000 to The Ghost Inside.
1: That's pretty tight.
2: That's fucking awesome.
1: Wow. And yeah, uh, at $10, this 000, point, <clears throat> they've raised $118,000. So, Sweet. For the band. That's awesome. The pictures from this look mm-hmm. brutal. Super gnarly. Really fing scary. Maybe and it's it, a miracle that not more people
3: died in it. Man, well, at $118,000, maybe they're just like, man, maybe instead of touring next time, we should just get in a bus crash. And <laughs> oh, Ryan, you're fucking prick. <laughs> You're Sorry, a man. dickhead. I, I'm stoked that people are helping him out though, man. You know, it's it's really scary. We all have a lot of friends and bands. You and should know better than that like cuz now something's
1: bands. gonna happen to you. I
2: hope it You us. said that. You motherfucker. Hope your beard gets shaved off. Oh! In a Damn, fatal dude. crash. In a fatal beard accident. No one was hurt, but Ryan's beard. <laughs> Ryan's beard was shorn clean off. Beard down! Beard down! (laughs) Your your band would just cease to exist at that point. So,
3: speaking of uh, being afraid of beards, Lamb of God has dropped off a tour due to dare. What does that have to do with being afraid of beards? Terrorists, you know, beards. No! F*** you! (laughs) Your segue sucked! (laughs) I'm gonna throw this leaf in your
1: beard. (laughs) Real talk, though, Lamb of God did drop off the rest of their tour with children and Bodom and Cilosis. And, uh... You know, I think it's fairly obvious why. They said, due to concerns brought to our attention by the venue security team yesterday in Tilburg and continued general concerns across Europe, we've decided against putting our fans, our crew, and ourselves in this position night after night. We'll be canceling the remainder of our performances in Europe. I get it. Lamb of God and Randy don't need to deal with any more shenanigans yeah and did you hear about did you guys report on this while i was gone how randy got beat up by some kids in ireland when he was walking down the street so f- no. Up. What, yeah. what happened there he got like smacked over the back of the head with a bottle Jesus. By just walking down the street by some i don't even know if they knew who he was
0: damn he was in the
2: wrong part of town well here's the deal though man when they dropped off the tour children a bodum f***ing Trolled them pretty hard and were clowning on Lamb of God and calling them an overrated American no, no, no. band. No,
1: it wasn't Children of Bodom. It was the lead singer of Destruction.
2: Ah, uh, okay, okay. In never fact, mind. Let
1: me skip ahead to that because I did put that in here. I should have had them closer together. Here it is. All right. So, I, and he was trying to be nonchalant, but it's a fing easy connection to make. So, uh, Schmeyer Fink, hell of a name, singer of uh, Destruction, tweeted this week. So this Did you say Schmeier? Schmeyer, Schmeyer Fink. <laughs> okay, Finkel is Einhorn. So this overrated. Is Finkel. <laughs> here's what he tweeted. So this overrated American band cancels their European tour because of security concerns. A nice way they let the, the they let the fear win over freedom. Damn. Whoa. So all yeah. right, Schminkel. So there. I mean, there's been a few bands that have canceled. Uh, children of Bodom and Silosis are obviously going on. Foo Fighters canceled their French tours or concerts. Motorhead did also. Uh, Carcass is one band that is going ahead with their tour. They said, uh, we play. End of discussion. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Well, this um, Schmeckle guy from, from Destruction. Schmeyer? Schmeckle. <laughs> Schmeier Finkel?
2: Schmeckle, right? Schmeyer
1: Fink. Sharker? Schmeier Fink. Snarky.
2: <laughs> well, whatever that goddamn name is. He's a real shit <laughs> talker.
1: Yeah, it's just Sheckle. unfortunate. Is is that necessary, really, like, right after that? Can't you just be like, okay, whatever. Shagrath or something. He's like, oh, you is. pussy Americans don't know how to play the metal. I am jamming Shagrath. Jammin destruction. Schnackle. I can't tell if that makes him more or less metal. I don't know. I definitely read His one name
2: of, is fucking rad, though. I definitely read one of the most metal headlines this week in uh, in regards to Putin, who said it was quoted as Putin saying, Whatever happens to terrorists when they go to heaven, is God's problem. But I'm the one that wants needs to send them to heaven.
1: Yeah, that's like uh, kill them all, let God get let God sort it out. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except for in his twisted Putin, I don't care where they go. I
0: kills them. I break them.
2: So King Diamond is releasing The Spider's Lullaby Deluxe Edition just in time for his uh, his world tour. Can that I get a not... ching sound effect? Ching ching. That does not include the United. That does not include the Pacific Northwest for the Abigail tour. He's going to be doing a uh, deluxe edition that includes uh, a, a CD, double translucent red vinyl, including a twenty three by thirty three poster, and it's a European import. They can be ordered now at Metal Blade Records. <laughs> the king loves the imports.
1: Whatever good for him. Here's the thing, though, is that King Diamond has been uh, ramping up. Obviously, he went through uh, the whole Mayhem Tour fiasco with uh, Slayer. They are re-releasing all kinds of new stuff, and I guess we can just skip ahead to this one here, in that uh, they've announced that they're working on new new material to put out a new King Diamond record uh, early 2016. Hmm. So he um, he continued. He, he went on. He, he did an interview during Mayhem Festival, and it, I guess just now it's seeing the light of day. And uh, they said they just got back from Mayhem tour. I think it's only they've only been in the studio for like three days. Cause, and here's what he says: We've been so busy preparing for this tour, but actually we're gonna have a little break after this tour, and after that we're gonna start writing music for the next album. We have some riffs, but once we start getting into the process, it's gonna be brainstorming and all that stuff. So it's gonna be somewhere, I guess in maybe february that we're going to start doing that nice so i mean king diamond in 2002 put out abigail 2 the revenge and then i think their last album was in 2007 yeah give me your soul please so it's been almost it's been seven years since they put out a record Another band that has a new
2: record coming out is Entombed AD. Entombed, of course, uh, kind of split in two different camps. Entombed AD has a uh, founding member, LG Petrov, and uh, he was. Re- <clears throat> Sorry. And uh, he's also included with uh, Nico El- Elgstrand on guitar, Victor Brand on bass, and Oli Dahlstedt on drums. Uh, 18 months after their first record they came back together for they are now releasing Dead Dawn and it's going to be coming out se- uh, February 26th of next year. Uh, their first single should be released mid-December and uh, they're going to be doing a full U- uh, full European tour with Behemoth, Aboth and Inquisition.
1: <clears throat> Alright, Devil Driver's got a new record coming out. This
2: album cover has like the worst Photoshop. <laughs> it's a wolf in sheep's clothing and that sh- Needs to get blended a it's little bit bad. better.
1: Uh, the record's called, yeah, like, Trust No One. Gonna be coming out uh, Friday, May 13th, Friday the 13th on Napalm Records. Uh, they didn't put out, it's, their, it's been three years since they put out a new record, and in that amount of time, Dez was like, yeah, I'm gonna put this band on the side burner so that I can do Cold Chamber. <clears throat> and then the whole band quit, remember? Mm-hmm. They were the like, F- that, we're not waiting yeah, for your garbage news. band. Yeah. The whole band, whole band quit. Everyone. So who's in Devil Driver now? Is
3: it know. just him? I, I have no idea. I mean, I, I guess Devil Driver is kind of one of those bands where nobody knows who the hell any of the other members are <laughs> anyway. So as long as They're they like, have the main guy, they'll be able to kind of slap together whoever they want and put out a new record. Devil Driver
1: is like level two in Guitar Hero where you like you have to put play in Devil Driver before you get to be in like a real band. Yeah. You're like, well, yeah, you know, I put in a six-month stint with Devil Driver. Oh, yeah, me too. <laughs>
3: I don't know, man. I Devil Driver's not horrendous. I mean, there's a lot of worse bands out there. I don't wish them ill, but I mean, it it'd be kind of nice to. And they were on they a roll. Yeah, they were doing really. They were good on a for, roll.
1: And then he's like, "Nope, Cold Chamber."
3: Well, those those first, I think it was two or three records were actually pretty all right metal albums. We used to get so requests so for Devil of,
1: Driver all the time when we started doing metal shots.
3: Yeah. So I don't know. It's kind of a bummer Sail! that you put it on. <laughs> you put it on whole. God damn it. Uh, Thanks, (laughs) At least he's off the rap thing. No, he's not. (laughs) Kevin, shut the f*** up! (laughs) Ah! Look at me, I'm in cold
2: chamber. (laughs) I've got lip piercings and face tattoos. (laughs) (laughs) Sal, Too many energy drinks for Kevin. (laughs) Uh, I like it. Kevin, I I think you need a face tat, dude. Ah uh, yeah, you know I could tattoo hair on where my hair used to be. Just tattoo like a little. Like, <laughs> just tattoo just the word dots. hair.
1: On the yeah. your hair head. goes here.
2: <laughs> yeah. Would be funny, man, if I would have gotten a head tattoo when I had hair, and then my hair falls out. I'm like, guess I'm not getting any more jobs. <laughs> So my friend Sam lives in Hawaii now, and she tried to get a job recently. She has like hand tattoos and neck tattoos and all that shit. I used to work at a record store with her. She tried to get a job at a porn store in Hawaii, and they told her they wouldn't take her because she's too scary. She has too many tattoos.
3: A f***ing porn store. Hey man, porn stores have standards. Yeah, would, wouldn't would you think they'd want somebody a little tatted up? No, it's scary. For a porn it's too store. alternative.
2: We want someone with fake tits. I'm trying to look for my German
1: double anal penetration. I don't need that. Sh-
2: she looks too much like a lesbian, and we don't support lesbians in this non-lesbian pornography shop. What? <laughs> what? Boring. Okay.
3: America. F- yeah.
2: All right. Kauai, so. Hawaii. Motherf- Motherfucking five. To, to
3: pull this back together, uh, Battlecross oh, is covering a. Uh, Put out a video covering Pantera's fucking hostile. Well, they Guar didn't put Pustulus. it out. That's Mac- weird. Some yes.
1: guy got a good shot of it. We, we saw this. They played when uh, Guar was on tour here, right? It was Battlecross was on the tour.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So I'm assuming this is like right at the end of their tour. So this was just last week in New York, and they come out on stage and they're like, "Yeah, we want to play a song that everybody knows." And then Pustulus comes out and. Uh,
0: we'll
3: Anyway, you get the point, right? This is pretty fun. They all look like they're having a blast right now.
1: Pushless from Gore on stage with Battlecross doing f***ing hostile.
0: They're making us... Oh, f***ing hostile!
1: skip ahead Anyway, you get it. Anyway, and I think it's awesome. So, I uh, just had to bring that to your attention.
3: So, uh, Tools going on tour? Nice. Love seeing yeah. that band live. Yeah, no uh, Never seen them. No word on new music yet. I didn't they? Uh, didn't they mention that they were going to be working on new music or something along those lines? He was saying I mean, that like a perfect on
1: circle new had a new record coming out or something. I don't know. He's yeah. working on selling his purple mansion. Yeah,
3: <laughs> Jesus. But anyway, they're going to be coming through nowhere, anywhere close to Seattle, unless you want to go down to San Diego. I guess. Uh, yeah,
1: that's the closest. But, Saturday, yeah. January 9th at the Viejas Arena. You can go see Tool. Shout out to Tim who already saw them
2: in their first date of 2015 alongside I, Primus.
1: I just, I never gave a shit about that band. Eh, fair Thank enough. Thank you. Me too. I, I love them and they, they're fucking amazing live. I just, it was the band that, it was one of those noodley bands that when, because I, grew up as a bass player in, the, yeah. in that section of Guitar Center. So these motherfuckers, these kids at the bass section would always be playing Tool riffs.
3: And I'm like, man, shut the fuck up. I'm not trying to hear that shit, Dude, I, I, Tool's one of those bands that I would have liked more a lot more if it hadn't been for Tool fans. I feel like Tool fans
2: know that their fans are Tools, and that's why they called themselves Tool, is to troll their fans before trolling was even a thing. Because every time I see somebody wearing a Tool shirt, I'm just like, exactly. Yep. You just go, yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, yes, no, I'm are. just playing. I love yeah. Tool, but yeah, Tool fan's are a little bit strange or, you know, a little bit too hardcore, which is...
1: Someone's listening to this going, man, f*** you, go.
2: Man, hey, you know what? You, you can, can make f- your own it. goddamn podcast about how much Tool sucks <laughs>
3: you know, or rules, and you can suck their dicks. You know, a friend of mine was telling <laughs> me when yes, he can. saw a Tool at Coachella, the only thing Maynard said to the audience the entire time was, I smell patchouli. <laughs> nice.
2: That's fucking awesome. So at
3: least he gets it. Yeah, yeah. That's cool.
2: Uh, High on Fire will be joining the sickest tour of 2016 so far. So far. Uh with Tribulation Skeleton Witch and Abath. We've talked a lot about the Immortal Trials and Tribulations and the breakup. If you've been I listening you along to the podcast, oh yes, the Tribulations. If you've been listening to long to the podcast, then you know you've heard the whole story about how Abath and Immortal have split up. Now Abath is going to be headlining the 2016 Decibel Magazine tour. They're going to be playing April 1st and no, it is not an April Fools Day joke.
1: They will actually be here. I hope something funny happens.
2: El Corazon in the lovely I hope the rest Seattle. of
1: Immortal shows up and they're like, I gotcha.
2: Tribulation is f***ing cool. They're weird and different. No, I, I dig it. They're different. They're de- you've changed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> remember when Corey Taylor slapped the shit out of Baron Corbin? yeah, I remember that shit.: Well, apparently Baron Corbin says he wants to get his hands back on Corey Taylor after he got the taste slapped out of his mouth. At AfterShock Festival down in Sacramento, California, I'm gonna spank that little boy for they slapping were... the big man. <laughs> they were beefing <laughs> back and forth. It's not gay; it's pro wrestling. <sighs> I'm still bummed that we didn't title that podcast. That this is I'd still get to get be, another yeah. phone call. And be like, yeah, you guys can't do that. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, well, Corey and I had been sharing a few words, talking about who's going to steal the show and who's going to be what everybody's talking about. And I told him, NXT is here, and we're going to steal the show. <laughs> We're the headliner regardless of time slots. And he saw things differently. And so the night before the match, I told him there's men of words and men of action. And I said if he was a man of action to show up. And he showed up. So I gave him props for that. And he sat front row and I saw him there. And I had a match with Samoa Joe, who's a tough opponent. I kept going over to Corey and telling him, look, this is how it's done. This is how men do it. And I think he took a little offense to it. So I finally got in his face and he stood up. I gave him credit for that one. And then he took a shot. (laughs) I took a shot, and he cracked me in the side of the head, and it led to a Samoa Joe victory. So I found out the hard way that Corey Taylor is a man of actions, and I may have paid for my words a little bit. So I give him credit for coming out and showing his face. He took a shot, and he'll pay for it eventually. I'll get my hands back on Corey. Yeah. So it's a good little feud that's starting up between us. I'll be pretty happy when I get my payback.
2: Nice.
1: Corey Uh, Taylor, the next pro wrestler. A match I would like to see
2: would be Justin Bieber versus Chino Moreno from Deftones, but that's not going to happen because no. Chino is a fan. They're friends of Justin Bieber. He loves it. He uh, he said that he is he's admitted to Kerrang, a UK magazine, that he's a believer, no! a fan of pop singer Justin Bieber. Now Justin Bieber has been blowing up the pop charts for a long time, but uh, you know what? He's been converting quite a few people. Uh, the guys from Metallica have said that they have a lot of respect for the Bees. That means and, nothing to me. Uh, Moreno named Bieber's what's Mean as one of his favorite singles. He said I actually downloaded this song just yesterday. I had to it's completely unavoidable It comes on in the car it. every time I get in it, and you know what? I like it I really do. I don't know how surprised people will be about that I think people will know that I listen to a lot of corny shit. I've got no problem with it So mm-hmm. I'll just keep off and keep on enjoying this one and all I got to say is Justin Bieber may be Completely unavoidable may be really catchy, but so is hepatitis
3: and you don't want that <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: and your kids listen to it. You don't want them getting it either.
3: So uh, have you guys been following what? this whole thing with the uh, the death metal cop situation? Oh, yes. Vital Remains. This, this oh, is kind of yeah. gnarly. So uh, this cop just recently got fired for uh, jumping on stage with Vital Remains and singing Let the Killing Begin. Probably, Which would be so, if I was
1: at a show and I saw a <laughs> cop on stage, I'd be like, this is f***ing weird. Yeah, a little <laughs> bit awkward. Um, it was from the same
2: county as Trayvon Martin.
3: Oh. <laughs> oh,
2: Jesus
1: Christ.
3: Man, I, yeah, I didn't catch where it was. That's, that's freaking rough. But anyway, so apparently Damn. his uh, chief was saying that he had violated a bunch of other policies prior to that. And he, I guess he's kind of trying to play it off and saying that that was just kind of the straw that broke the camel's back. I kind of smell a little bit of bull with that one. Yeah, Although it's
1: pretty like fucking terrible timing to do right after the whole Paris thing. Though,
3: yeah, I'll that's, say. that's just messed up, man. I mean, I don't know. It, if it hadn't been. The timing—if it was any other th- situation—I think it'd be cool to have a cop come on stage and like sing a song with the metal band. I'd be kind of stoked on that. But that song, well, around Vital this remains time... is
1: the same band that just got in that argument with that club owner. Remember a few like a couple months ago, where they like yeah. she got super pissed because they were like ripping up a Bible on stage, and she was like, "Cut off the microphones,
3: save so, Jesus." Vital
1: remains is on a weird roll right now, so. Yeah, so I'm not gonna play the video because it's pointless. But basically, they introed the set with a cop on stage, and they start the set with uh, what was the song? Uh, Let the killing begin. Yeah, and the cop like sings along with it and is like giving everybody like the circle pit signal, and he's like super pumped, and then they just go on. So somebody recorded it and like sent it in, and they were like, "Hey,
2: we're definitely doing that for brutal poetry." <laughs>
3: Oh,
0: We no. gotta
3: read the lyrics to that. Works for me. So uh, sorry, cop. According to Andreas Kisser, killed a couple people.
1: <laughs> oh Jesus Christ!
3: According to Andreas Kisser um, of Sepultura, the reunion, quote unquote, talk will go, quote unquote, go on forever. Of course it will, because everybody wants it to happen. And uh, yeah, I'm not a. Uh, it it's not. It's, it's not gonna not. happen. It's it's really not. It's there's no reason for it to at this point. There really isn't. Well, here's what he said. We had to rebuild Sepultura from scratch
1: because when Max left, he took the management, he took the label, he took basically Ross, Andy Wallace, and everyone else.
2: Because he was the band. Because he wrote the fucking song. Because it was
3: his band. No, he took the riffs and the sound of the band with him because Soulfly he started. was the band. Yeah. It was very
1: difficult for us, of course, to lose the lead singer, a charismatic guy. Max was really a one-of-a-kind lead singer, you know, so it was very difficult on that respect. But the most difficult part was really to rebuild the whole structure. Yeah. He, Max wrote all the riffs. Yeah, you had to rebuild the band because it wasn't the same. You fucker. It's, I mean, it's cut and dry. They should have gotten a
3: new band name. Been a new band. They are a new band.
1: He goes on to say, Van Halen came back with David Lee Roth, which is something that the fans wanted. Dave Ellison came back to Megadeth after a while, too, so, I mean, it's something that every case is a different case. Man, whatever, whatever. Here's a good
2: idea. Whenever you're in a band and you only have, like, one original member, just, okay, so, like, it would be like Sepultura. Their new out, new band would be called Sepultura's, you know, like Alien and Aliens. And then Sepultura like the 3. Huh? Yeah, like Sepultura's. Or like Himsa, like they get some new members, so they just call it Himsa's.
1: Himsa's.
3: Himsa 2. And if Pound oh,
2: were to get a new drummer, you could call it Pounds. Uh, and then you could call it Kilos.
3: It, it wouldn't wouldn't be the same band. You can
2: switch from weed to coke. Exactly. That's I, why if, you have a new name, Pounds. If, if you lose half of a two-piece, <laughs> that band's done. Yeah. That's why you start a new band called Pounds. Oh,
1: Blackie Lawless has been tr- Every crambling. time we talk about Blackie Lawless, we have to look at a picture of him. And uh, we have yeah, to it's laugh. it's already right there. I mean, this is like the best-looking picture of him, though. Looks like a fat lesbian. He's scary. God. it's like
3: Rosie O'Donnell's future.
1: So he's come out <laughs> recently, and he's like, I'm a born-again Christian. Like, oh God. God. I'm a Christian. So it's just, like, the most unmetal thing of the week, I guess, is what we're reporting on, basically. But basically, David Ellefson came out praising Blackie Lawless on a spiritual conversion. hmm And uh, he said, Megadeth is not, we're not a religious band. We're not on a religious tirade. We're not here to somehow blatantly share the gospel of Christ through the Megadeth lyrics. I mean, Striper, absolutely, they are. There's a lot of other groups. Red, there's a bunch of other groups that are very much like, look, we're a Christian band. This is what our mission is. That's not what it is with Megadeth. So inside this group, you can have whatever personal beliefs you may want. Yeah, that's Megadeth, but... Man, shut the f*** up. What's with all these guys being like, I believe in God now. I made my mm. money off of metal, and now I'm going to be wholesome because I'm old and can't rock. <laughs> just so uh... is that, That's just me... Spouting off from a young man's perspective.
3: Let's again. uh, let's move on to an article about a guy who's old but can still rock. This is going to be cool. Yeah, I'm excited to check this out. Dave Lombardo has a new project with members of the Locust and Retox, yeah. which sounds like an awesome combination. And uh, dudes from Locust, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, The lineup is Dave Lombardo, Justin Pearson. Did your from- voice just change right there? Holy shit, Ryan just
1: turned sixty-seven. <laughs> <laughs> so Your the balls wall. dropped He's now going to start whistling through
3: his teeth. <laughs> man, I'm I'm all stopped up. Give me a break here, man. <laughs> let me I'm trying out, hard guys. not to wheeze. Ooh, Slayer, can Slayer. Can get Slayer. Dave <sighs> Lombardo. Mom, can you make me a sandwich? <laughs> man, let me get back to the news. <laughs> no. All right, oh, f- you. <laughs> the lineup is Dave Lombardo, Justin <laughs> Pearson from the Locust and wow. Retox, Mike Karen from Retox, and Gabe Serbian from the Locust, Retox, and Cattle Decapitation. Ooh. That is a, a monster-ass lineup, man. They said it's straightforward, brutal
1: punk. Metal-esque, but definitely not metal.
3: All right. I'm down.
1: Uh, there, he says, there's no time to sing We Are the World or all this bull. We're all pissed off right now, and there's no better way to release anger than to be in a punk band and write punk music. True. I've always been a fan of Dave Lombardo. He was always my favorite part of Slayer. Because you smoked a blunt with him. Well, not only the before that also. <laughs> that just cemented it. Man, you smoked a blunt. Yeah. <laughs>
3: So uh, man, he's like, "Here, take this <laughs> I want to smoke some <laughs> <laughs> I'm never gonna live this down, am I? You need to don't try.
1: talk anymore. You need to drink that tequila and man up. <laughs> you need to sprout that beard out a couple more inches so you don't have any the problem.
3: <laughs> God, you guys are ass <laughs> man. Are we ass? <laughs> 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 Uh, <laughs> are we gonna do this uh this <laughs> next article about Schmie? No. Where are we skipping this? You
1: talking about Schmiel Fink? <laughs> <laughs> fin <Schmeer>. Schneckel.
2: Schmeigel. <laughs> Schmeckel finkel.
1: I love destruction. God, you better you guys better get on our level if you're listening to this podcast right now. <laughs> Okay, serious topic, guys. No, we need to do something different than what we <laughs> okay, had lined cool. up right there, because that's um, a little too f***ed up. Yeah, let's, uh, how about let's this? talk about okay. that a little bit. Kirk Hammett did an interview this week where he finally admitted that Metallica thought about firing Lars Ulrich. <laughs> they thought about it. So basically what the gist of all of this is that he was like, all right, somebody probably heard this, and, uh, you know, I'm sure it was going to get out. He said, you know, that's just an old thing. At one point or another, we were pissed off at Lars, maybe around 1985 or something. We were unhappy, and we might have grumbled something to someone. And then that person might have picked up on it and made it something a lot bigger than it actually was, to be completely honest. Lars has a lot of drive, and that's a part of the reason why I love this man. His drive and motivation is just so intense, you know? Yeah. We yeah. almost fired fucking
3: Lars! It could have been Shut done! Shut up, Tim! You know, uh, Luke Yeager made a really good point about that recently. He was saying, you know, there's a really good reason why... Kirk stuck with Lars. Lars made that band happen while he was still trying to figure out how the hell to play his instrument. Yeah, he's
1: like the behind the scenes guy.
3: Yeah, man. So,
1: and he was uh, right about Napster. Hashtag Lars was right.
3: (laughs) Awkward, but true. Um, But yeah, you know every band has to have that one member that's actually doing stuff. Other than just sitting there wood shopping their riffs and working on things. Yeah, you know? the, it's like the, the guy, guy who makes getting...
1: up for his lack of skill with the other shit he does for the band. Exactly. Like the guy who owns the van. <laughs> or like the guy who uh, gets the merch printed or whatever. Yeah. You're like, yeah, he's not that great at bass or he's not that great of a drummer or guitar or vocals or whatever.
3: But he does such and such, so f*** it. Yeah. Except in Lars' case it was uh well nice.
1: make yourself important. That was sexy.
3: Yeah, it's it's like, well, you know, he books all the shows, he makes all the merch stuff, he does all the business stuff, and we don't have to think about it. We can just focus on writing music, so yeah, f
1: it. And then something happened. <laughs> The world so is never the, same.
2: the president knows who Jonathan Davis is Weird. from Korn. Uh, so he was awarding the Medal of Honor at the White House on Thursday, November 12th. Uh, former Army captain who tackled a suicide bomber in Afghanistan and was badly injured in the August 2012 attack. Obama recounted a moment during Florent Groberg's uh, recovery when he thought he was hallucinating because Corn singer Jonathan Davis appeared at his <laughs> bedside. The, pre- wow. the president said, "Flo, thought, what's going on? Am I hallucinating today? Flo, I want to assure you, you are not hallucinating. You are actually in the White House. Those cameras are on, and I am not the lead singer from Corn.
1: What a surreal experience.
2: And every day I wake up and thank God that I am not the lead singer of Corn." <laughs> And, yeah. uh, yeah, so Jonathan Davis, as soon as, uh, his friends heard this, he was, he was actually, uh, sleeping, and when he woke up to a bunch of texts and calls that were like, dude, the president just fucking
1: name-checked you. Well, do you remember when he was talking to, like, he's also mentioned Metallica and Megadeth yeah. in other pr- instances in the past, like, during presidential interviews and speeches and stuff. So, like, it- uh... Uh Obama has got some f***ing finger on
3: some weird underground heavy pulse. Wait, what do you think his favorite Metallica album is? Kill 'em all? <laughs> oh god. Probably Injustice for All. <laughs> do you think he's a corn self-titled guy
1: or a Life is Peachy? <laughs> I don't know. He he's definitely a freak on a leash. He's got the life. Got the life. All right, let's get heavy is for he a, a second.
2: F- or a ball tongue? <laughs> Those are corn songs, guys! Does he
1: dream about sex all day? I thought we were gonna make- We gotta transition into these heavy topics somehow. That's not how we do it. Alright, let's take a moment of silence. No! Okay! Inappropriate. Let's talk about this goddamn extremist Christian pastor. Oh, I wanna pull up the sound on this because this guy- okay. So, and what I saw this week during the coverage of what happened in Paris is, uh, because they attacked the concert venue where the band was called Eagles of Death Metal, Mm -hmm. everyone was, I don't miss saying the name or they were either saying Eagles of Death or whatever, or they were saying it was a death metal concert Mm -hmm. and it was all incorrect. So basically this pastor, extremist Christian pastor blames the victims and, uh, assumed that it was a death metal concert. So let me see how long this is. Oh, this is like 50 minutes. I want to find where it is in here that he says this, but uh, the gist of it, they, they took out, and here's what he said.
0: It says in Proverbs, all they that hate me love death. right. Yes. Speaking of God, those who hate God love death. You know, there's something about when you go to a concert of death metal, right. somebody might get killed. right. <laughs> You know, you're worshiping death, and then all of a sudden, people start dying. oh, wait a minute, what's going on? Well, you love death so much that you bought the ticket? Yeah. You love worshiping Satan? Well, let's have some of Satan's religion come in and shoot you. I mean, that's what these people should think about before they go to such a wicked concert. And look, I'm not condoning what these Islamic murderers did. They're wicked. They're murderers. But you know what? Nobody should be at a concert worshiping Satan with this drug-pushing hillbilly f*****. Yeah. And that's what he is. I mean, all you have to do is just Google this band. Somebody told me, somebody emailed me and said, just hit Google Images Eagles of Death Metal. And these guys are just total sodomite-looking freaks. Hillbilly f*****. You Jesus. know,
1: but nobody thinks about that. It's just, oh no, let's stand with France. Way to fucking ruin everything.
2: And flip it into your agenda, you fucking crazy. His name is
1: Steven Anderson of the Faithful World Baptist Church. Thanks, Steven Anderson,
2: for affirming everything we thought about your sh- church. And your dumbass.
3: You, you, Steven suck. Anderson.
2: <laughs> Here's something that doesn't Thanks, suck, Ryan. though. Uh, so we know about Guar and how they always go into the AV club every year and they do an interesting cover. Well, this this week... Iron and Wine, a very respected and well known kind of indie singer songwriter. He's on Sub Pop Records. He has uh, he recorded a cover of Guar's Sick of You acoustically. Let's check it out. His name is Sam or Jim Beam. Oh, that's an awesome your name. Your socks
0: they smell, your feet they stink, you never take a bath your nose it runs you bust your buns you always finish last sick 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 i'm so sick i'm sick of you sick 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 i'm so sick i'm sick of you Your face is gross You eat white toast You don't know what to do
1: Anyway, it goes on, it goes on And then basically it turns out that he, uh, they pan the camera out at the end And he's actually been playing it for guar the entire time And they're just standing there with his arms crossed going What the f*** is that? So... (laughs) I like it when worlds collide and not uh, like this Power is Man 5000. Like when worlds I collide? I know you're gonna do that. Are you ready to go? Cause I'm ready to go. Uh,
2: let's see here.
3: <laughs> Asshole. Ah! God damn it. My voice is going out. <laughs> this sucks. Shut up, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> and the sad part is this is just gonna continue because oh, my yeah. voice is so scummy awesome. cruddy. We're
1: gonna have to title this Ryan uh, Reaches Puberty. <laughs>
3: It's going to be happening all have, night. Have they come
2: into
1: your class and give you deodorant yet?
2: Because you armpits some old are starting spice. to sweat?
3: You smell like shit, little kid. Oh, you guys are the worst.
1: There was always one or two of those kids in, in your class that just smelled like shit, And we all knew that they were like six months overdue for that Old Spice stick. And you're like, oh man, I'm glad that Brad finally got that stick as he smells like shit. Or the kid that
2: had to leave the room because their parents didn't want him to know about sex. You're like, well, that's the guy who's going to get a chick pregnant in a couple years.
1: <laughs> or like five STDs before yep. he even knows what happened. Bummer.
3: Man, uh, I was the guy with the mustache before anybody. I was going to say Ryan was probably
1: the stinky kid because he had like a fucking <laughs> full beard by the time he was nine years old.
3: Oh, dude i i started to be, I started to turn into the stinky kid as soon as I started to stink. My mom came home with about six or seven different kinds of sticks. She of was deodorant. like, "Yo, here's some she options." She was like, "Here." Pick one of them. I don't care which one. We're tired of smelling your little (laughs) gnomely ass. (laughs) Put it on. You're like
2: that. I like what I smell like. I'm crust, bitch. I listen to Crass. (laughs) No, you're like I listen to Crass.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) keep it up. Ah! You know, one of these days you're not going to be feeling well. (laughs) Toxic
1: Narcotics. So much crap. Uh, A couple weeks ago, we reported on. Chance Garnett from Skeleton Witch was going off on a crazy ass bender. Apparently he had just been drunk for like nine years straight. And his band was finally like, hey, we're tired of your s***. And I, I get it, man. Some of the most entertaining, funny guys that you see on stage are just wasted all the time. You think it's hilarious because you don't have to deal with it the entire rest of the day or in the van or getting to the next show. Or getting somewhere on time, or forgetting half your shit at the venue in San Francisco while your van's got to fucking come back and gra- Trust me, I know what it's I feel like. like being- you're getting
3: personal without that I, I
1: know what it's like being in a band with dudes who are just fucking hammered all the time. So finally they, were, they announced that they're moving on without him. Skeleton Witch isn't going to be having him back as their singer again i'm mean, apparently whether he gets better or not they're just like dude we're fucking done so as kevin announced they are going to be on the 2016 decibel magazine tour with uh, high on fire and a bath but uh, they, all, they've, all they've posted on facebook is new tunes new singer new tour new chapter so right. they haven't said who it is we'll find out good for them it's fred durst but they're like yo you're done <sighs> you're, you're done, done. Son. you need to chill out in the ice bath guy yeah well <clears throat> on to some uh,
2: some more uh, sad news. There's a lot of, uh, unfortunate news in the past few weeks. Obviously, we only did a little podcast last week because we wanted to take a week off of talking some shit, you know? It really wasn't the time and the place to do that. So we just wanted to kind of, uh, send our condolences to, out to anyone who's the victim of the attacks in the past couple weeks. Um, Metallica Project Manager was killed. In the Paris concert terrorist attack uh, with Eagles of Death Metal, it was uh, Mercury Records International product manager Thomas Ayad, who worked with Metallica, was among uh, the victims in Friday's gun and bomb attacks in Paris where 129 people were killed. Um, Metallica said we had a great fortune to work with Thomas Ayad at Universal Music France for the past eight years. While Thomas had the official title of being our project manager, we we knew him as a member of our Metallica family, a fan, a friend, and a warm, helpful, supportive, familiar face each time we visited France. Friday we lost Thomas at the Bataclan Theater in a way that none of us can begin to comprehend. Our thoughts are with Thomas' friends, family, co-workers, and all Parisians during during these very difficult
1: times. Um, I want to piggyback on that and also mention that, uh, <clears throat> we should pay tribute not only to everybody, everyone who lost their lives and was involved in the incident, but also, you know, there are these individual stories like that that are popping up that we can all kind of relate to a little more directly, including one, a story of Nick Alexander, who was the, uh, ve- was a veteran merch manager. Uh, and if you know anything about the touring process, especially for bigger bands, that's a very important job because there's a lot of revenue that comes in through that, and there's a lot of just very, you have to be very organized and, and professional, just like a good tour manager, a good merge manager is going to make your entire machine work a little smooth, more smoothly, and he's one of the people who also lost his life inside a Bataclan last Friday uh, while doing merge for Eagles of Death Metal. And a lot of uh, musicians have come out and been like, "Yeah, Nick did merch from my band. This, this, and this. I've I've known him forever." People from Seattle here were also uh, chiming up, like Charlie Pena was like, "You know, I've I've known Nick because he does that also." Yeah, and uh, you know, it, it strikes close to home. And and our friend Jana, who works at the Showbox this week, was having a like, seemed like she was having a pretty difficult time with it because Labataclans about the same size of like the big Showbox or or a Paramount, you know. So everyone who works in a venue kind of just goes, well, shit, f- if that could happen there, it could happen anywhere. Absolutely. could have been any one of us. And one of the, I guess, the hashtags that people like to do, which I thought was kind of cool this week, was a lot of uh, hashtag we are all the road crew or we are mm-hmm. the road crew. And so, yeah, just tip of the cap to that. And, you know, they've set up a, <clears throat> a a campaign to raise some money for Nick Alexander. A lot of these guys who get in on this road crew do it because they love what they do there's not a there's money to be made there but it's you know it's a working f-ing job yeah it's a blue collar job you know what i mean and it's hard yeah,
3: work man. so you know that's that's a really tight knit community too right there's everybody, er- everybody, knows everybody everyone. And yeah. i'm not talking about just in one genre i mean everybody across genres everybody tours with everybody everybody works with everybody so it's it's really hit home with a, a lot a lot of people it's All right,
1: to round it out, this week's bad news, because this is all, it's it's not things we like to report on, but it's all things that need to be acknowledged and respected. Uh, This week, former Michael Schenker group singer David Van Landing was killed in a car accident, completely unrelated to any of the other things that had been going on. Uh, Todd Latour from Queensryche said, I'm beyond devastated to learn that one of my best friends, David Van Landing, has passed away from a car accident. He was full of life, love, and laughter, notably known for singing with Michael Schenker, and as a lifelong professional music career. But those who knew him best knew him as a loving friend, husband, and sibling. My deepest condolences to his wife and family. So, um, yeah. Raise a, raise a glass up if you got one right now to uh, you know all the wild and crazy shit going on in the world. Everything's got a beginning. Everything's got an ending. So, all we got to do is remember. Remember, people. Remember, yep. for sure. That's our job, the living. That's our job, left of the living. Unless you smoke too much weed and you can't remember shit. Oh, we got in contact with our friend Greg uh, from Trial, Greg Benick, who is a motivational speaker, a juggler, a musician, uh, kind of just like a literal, a true renaissance man. Absolutely. Uh, with, you know, every nature of the word. And uh, he's been working on a, a project for several years now after the, the huge hearth- the earthquake in Haiti uh, 100 for Haiti, which originally started as—it's got its title because it started as 100 shows, concerts that they, he put on or got people to organize on across the country, all as a benefit for uh, the Haitian, you know, refugees. I guess is what you call them from their own homes, as they're basically their island like collapsed. I was uh, watching uh, some just some random shit on YouTube this week, and I was br- not researching, but came across. Uh, Somebody talking about the country of Haiti and what they labeled it as is just like uh, a nation, like just a perpetual bad luck nation. Like Mm -hmm. pretty much everything that could happen to a country has happened there. There's been political uprising, famines, natural disasters, you know, the the whole economic collapse, just everything. And then on top of that, they had like an 8.0 earthquake and everything fell apart. So Greg has been working for a long time on that. I mean, do you? how else can we elaborate on what he does? We need to get him up here, obviously, so that he can tell us exactly what's going on. But Absolutely. I don't know. It's a, it's a great cause. It's
2: an incredible foundation that they've started, and they've been doing amazing work. And I'm glad that we can play this little, little snippet, uh, and, and you can definitely check it out. So 100 for Haiti. Uh, we'll play it here for you, and we'll end the podcast on that note.
1: Yeah, we're not going to do Brutal Poetry this week. A little somber this week, and we'll do it uh, you know, next time around when we can get the jollies in. But, uh, yeah, here's, uh, here's the info, and we'll see you guys again next week on Metal Shops Backstage Pass.
2: By signing up for a recurring monthly donation to 100 for Haiti, you can give people in rural Haiti access to clean water and help them
0: live safer lives. A little can go a long way. Find out more about our work at 100forhaiti.org. That's all spelled out, 100forhaiti.org. This has been Metal Shop's Backstage Pass. This
1: episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.